And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. With a shot, he scores! Martina Kucherov wins it in overtime! Saved by Vasilevsky, and he keeps it out of the net. Reaching behind him, he had it in his glove. Now for a feed in front of Kelly, he scores! Kelly has won it in overtime! Steven Stamkos has reached 60 goals! Podcast Network. I'm your host Adam Danker. How's everybody doing? Happy Tuesday, everybody. Uh, I hope everyone's having a good day. I hope everyone starts their day off good. Uh, we're just a almost, almost a over almost a week away from the regular season kicking off. Of course, the Lightning will be facing off against heated division rivals, the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, and of course, I say that with the the utmost sarcasm, um, as of course you know the Lightning are I guess not as familiar with Chicago with Chicago as as they are with some of maybe their other in division rivals this year. Uh, you know the good thing about these these uh, this new division is that at least the Lightning aren't complete strangers with some of the teams in division. They'll have the the Red Wings, the the Blue Jackets, uh, a little bit of the Stars, I guess. Um, considering they they played their last game of the season uh, against the Dallas Stars, uh, and I found a, a cool stat the other day that this will be the first time since the 1980-81 season that two teams that. Uh, played in the previous cup finals will be in the same division. That was, of course, the New York Islanders and the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, I didn't realize it was that that was f- that far back. I actually didn't realize that that was that ever occurred at all in the NHL. But no, nah, I mean this. It's it's weird. It's odd, uh, which is kind of the theme for the last year and a half. But. Uh, you know, it's cool. At least, you know, the Lightning, like I said, they will be having other opponents that they, they are familiar with. Uh, the Florida Panthers and the Hur- the Carolina Hurricanes. So it's not all bad. Uh, like I said, I have very high hopes uh, and expectations for this Lightning team. On today's show, speaking of expectations, I'll be talking about some of the expectations that I have for some of the players on this team course you know it's a little bit changed up as it would have normally have been because of the absence of Nikita Kucherov uh, as well as some players leaving uh, so that kind of maybe puts some of the weight and responsibility onto other players on this team we'll get into that today uh, as well as you know maybe some of the uh, predictions that I have and what players need to step up today uh, and all that fun stuff. And of course, go ahead. As always, we ask you humbly to like and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, and it is available wherever podcasts are distributed. So that means Spotify, iTunes, uh, uh, Google Play, you know, all that, all anywhere, anywhere you can find a podcast. This one is available on there. So go ahead and go ahead and follow us on Twitter at LO underscore lightning as well as follow us on Instagram at Lockdown underscore Lightning. Uh, as, and of last but not least, follow me on Twitter at APDanker, D-E-N-K-E-R. Uh, 
Uh, I tweet about a lot of stuff with hockey and sports and just dumb stuff in general, so go ahead and do that. All right, so why don't we start off the show today by discussing player predictions. I guess that kind of coincides a little bit with expectations for this season. So we'll just start off with that. So, yeah, like I previously said, uh, Lightning will be out there will be out there on the ice this year without their top point scorer, and that is Nikita Kucherov. Uh, he was, of course, the leader in points scored last year with 85, and he also led the, the, the team in, in goals with 33. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's going to be tough this year, 100%, but at the same time, I truly believe that this team is talented enough still to to have players uh, fill in the gaps. You know, you have Braden Point, who was an absolute beast in the playoffs last year, who was pretty much, you know, other than when Nikita Kucherov was doing what all Lightning fans and hockey fans are accustomed to him doing, uh, Braden Point was really the guy, the go-to guy for this team, as well as uh, Victor Hedman and Anthony Sorelli. You know, that second line that a lot of hockey fans, not only Lightning fans during the playoffs, but hockey fans in general fell in love with uh, during that run. So the Lightning, of course, this year will be without guys like Kevin Shattenkirk uh, saying goodbye to him, as well as Zach Bogosian being gone. Uh, but that does you know, open up the door for guys like Matthew Joseph, Mitchell Stevens, uh, you know, Luke Wachowski, you know, Barkley Goodrow obviously is going to get a lot more time with the team this year, so that would be good to see, especially how him and Blake Coleman really fare uh, in, I guess, almost a a full season. Uh, Barkley Goodrow and Blake Coleman combined for only uh, 17 games last year with this team, so it really wasn't that big uh, of a sample size. Uh, you know, of course, they did come over from the during the trade deadline. So really that from the trade deadline and then over to when the season was ultimately postponed, uh, really not that big of a sample size, but they really showed how valuable they could be, uh, when it came to, uh, big time moments, especially in the playoffs. So, uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see how this team really gels together in terms of that respect. I feel like we didn't really get the full effect, uh, in the playoffs, even though it did result in a Stanley cup, uh, I still think that there is more to see uh, from these group of players. So really, let, why don't we start from the top down, uh, or actually from the bottom up? Why don't we do it that way? So, you know, I spoke on yesterday's episode about uh, one of the players to look out for during training camp was Alexander Vakulv, who it looks like right now is projected uh, according to dailyfaceoff.com, like I said, that's probably one of the more uh, reliable uh, websites when it comes to projecting line combinations or at least being up to date on line combinations in the NHL. Uh, Alexander Volkov, uh, he only played nine games last year, had one point. Uh, really not a lot to, to write home about. Uh, he did play in Game 6 of the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, but really, when it comes down to it, I mean, you know, really what to expect out of him. He's a young player. He, he's only 23 years old. Uh, he's been really up in Syracuse. Uh, really, just refining his game. And, and I have to say, though, 
is that uh, if you look at his numbers over starting from 2017 up until last season, uh, he's he's proven that he could he could score. Uh, his his so why don't we go over from 2017 to 2018 in 75 games played? Uh, actually, excuse yeah, 25 uh, 75 games played. Uh, he had 23 goals, 45 points. Uh, and then during the 2018-2019 season, he had uh, 23 goals, uh, 48 points total in 74 games played. So that looks like, you know, really uh, what you would expect out of maybe a a, sec, a third or fourth liner, especially on this high-scoring team. So I would really like to see him really carry over that aspect of his game up to the NHL level and really make the most of that that fourth line pairing he'll be having uh, really take the reins on, you know, being the points provider. Uh, you know, obviously we're not going to see a lot of minutes out of this fourth line. Uh, we will see them, you know, significant moments, but not as much to where I would really expect Alexander Volkov to really consistently put out points on a game to game basis. If he does, I would probably maybe see him get moved up. But then again, uh, if it's any testament, what last season, uh, Coach Cooper really doesn't like to mess with that third line, uh, only because of what you know how well they they really mesh together. So, uh, you know, maybe just because of how well that team plays, uh, that line plays. Excuse me. I think really, you know, at the end of the day, I think Volkov is really on the fourth line to stay. Uh, but you know, he he does provide a very valuable um, style of play. Um, to the fourth line so you know to if if the lightning could get maybe i want to say 10 to 15 goals out of him uh and then maybe 20 25 points maybe 30 total uh through through the season i think that that is a win-win for both sides i think that the lightning definitely would get more than that they really would have expected out of Volkov, especially in his possible, you know, first full season because who knows, maybe they could turn around and and maybe shake up the lineup last minute. Or who knows, he might not have a good training camp. So we'll have to see. Training camp only started really yesterday on ice activities. So moving on, uh, Blake Coleman played nine games with this team last year, only had one point. Uh, Blake Coleman, uh, we've said it multiple times on this podcast, how much I love watching him play. Uh, I think he does a lot of good things off the puck, uh, especially on the PK as well. Uh, the one thing that the Lightning were really lagging through, were really needing and lagging on the PK was just someone there to really disrupt the the you know the whole fluidity of the the power play for the opposing team. And it really it, we didn't really see that kind of uh, that effect until Blake Coleman really start to play in the playoffs. I mean, like I said, we only saw nine games of Blake Coleman and what we saw from him really wasn't much. And that wasn't really by any fault of his own. I mean, it's really hard when you're coming over to a, a new team, uh, with, with everything that was happening in his personal life around that time when he did get traded. Uh, if you remember, if you remember back to that, that moment in time, his wife was pregnant and I believe, uh, she had the baby probably, maybe a couple of days later. And this is when the lightning were on that West coast trip in which their winning streak was uh, snapped. And I believe it was the game. The first game Coleman played in was the game against Colorado, uh, in which the lightning lost, but still, um, 
nine games played, one point, uh, plus minus of plus two. Um, you you can't really fault him, but I mean, you know, at the end of the day, uh, what he did in the playoffs is really what the expectations are going to be. Uh, you know, really how he was on the PK. I, I really think that's going to be super, super vital to this team's success going forward. And it definitely was throughout the playoffs, just because of how how susceptible to to being on the PK the Lightning are. I mean. They were. It, it seemed like you couldn't look down from the screen uh, without them drawing, without them going on the on the penalty kill. So really, uh, that's going to be a huge, huge factor in them possibly taking the division this year, which I fully expect them to do. Um, like I said on yesterday's show, uh, and if you haven't listened to that, go ahead and listen to it. Um, you know, going from that dogfight of an Atlantic division into the what is the now. Central division, really, it comes down to it's it's more so the comparison can be made of a heavyweight going into a smaller division. So really, at the end of the day, this is the division for the taking for the Lightning. But you know, we can't just write it home as this them winning is a foregone conclusion. We still have to go out there and have them play the games the way that we have expected them and have seen them play uh, for the past year and what got them not only to the Cup Finals but ultimately. Uh, was the cause of them winning the cup. So moving on from Blake Coleman um, is a, a guy who I'm super high on. Uh, I think uh, probably since we started this podcast, I think I've he's been one of my favorite players to watch on this team, and that is Mitchell Stevens. Now Mitchell Stevens, uh, he was another one that really had limited play in in last year's season. Only 38 games played. Uh, three goals, uh, six points total, plus minus of negative nine. Uh, not crazy numbers again, but the one thing that is has been very valuable in his in his style of play has really been uh, his ability to win faceoffs in in big situations. Uh, we saw it in that blue Blue Jacket series. Uh, his ability to win face-offs when the team really really needed it most and to really provide that that presence uh in the middle of the net which the lightning did not do a very good job of throughout that entire series until Mitchell Stevens really stepped onto the ice um you know we didn't really see it that much throughout the season as well as to to really uh create traffic uh in the low slot and and you know really or on the doorstep so really uh to have a guy like that Mitchell Stevens who who's really going out there and doing whatever is asked of him. Um, and it seems like anytime whatever was asked of him, he went out there and not only did what he was supposed to do, but he very much excelled at it, in my opinion. So really, Mitchell Stevens, I really think, is going to be a a big factor uh, in the success of this team. And, I mean, anybody who I'm going to talk about on today's show, uh, what I have in terms of expectations for them in the upcoming season, I really think, you know, those, those, what I'm asking, what I'm expecting of them is really going to be uh, a big uh, factor when it comes to this team being successful. So that's why I'm bringing it up. Uh, and just before I, I keep going on, who else you, who I figure is going to be, you know, very vital to this team's success this year, I want to talk about one of today's sponsors, and that is Bet Online AG. Now, like I've stated on yesterday's episode and, you know, and today, the season is right around the corner. It starts up next Wednesday. And what a better time to maybe, you know, start the new year. If you have some extra cash left over from the holidays, 
definitely put it into uh, Bet Online AG, and you know if you don't have an account, make one right now. Uh, and the odds could are the best that I've seen out of all the websites. You know, this is a website that I've I've used for a couple of years now. Uh, so, for example, if you go on Bet Online AG right now, you put down forty dollars on the Lightning, not only to make the playoffs but uh, win the division, and maybe parlay that as well as uh, with Vasilevsky winning the Vezina. Guess what? You're and you hit all three. You're running away with three, a little over hundred. $300. So definitely go over to Bet Online AG as well as, you know, the NFL playoffs are right here as well. College football uh, is still still playing. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get it on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. And don't forget to go over to their social media page. Visit their, their Twitter account at betonline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code locked on to sign up for your free bonus today. All right, so just before I get into some of the other stuff that I expect from other players on this Lightning team this season, uh, we're kind of continuing the whole segment for today's show. With that, I just want to give a little plug to one of the newest shows out there on the Locked On Podcast Network, and that is Locked On Bets. Uh, this, you know, it's, it's a great show. I can't wait to see, especially with some of the opinions that might come out, uh, especially with the hockey season right around the corner as well as, you know, I will be having my own little kind of, uh, bet the puck segment with Chris Massilli on locked on NHL, but definitely if you want to see, if you want to get the top expert advice, then this is the best show for you. So it is hosted by your boy Q as well as Lee Sterling. Uh, definitely can't wait to see what they think about the, the upcoming NFL playoffs, who to throw your money on. So definitely go there, like, and subscribe. Go follow them on Twitter as well at Locked On Bets. All right, so kind of continuing the segment that we have rolling today, and that is some of the expectations that we have of some of these Lightning players uh, this upcoming season, like I say at the top of the show. Really, uh, I think this season is definitely more important uh, than probably last season is to – the, the, the microscope is really on this team, not only because, you know, last season, yes, it, it was it was kind of bearing down on this team, but for kind of different reasons. Last year, it was more so, is this team a bust? You know, kind of last year was if the Lightning didn't perform the way that they were probably expected to the last couple of seasons, you might have seen uh, the roster possibly maybe going over a little bit of a drastic change. Yes, the Lightning have kind of done that a little bit to a certain extent this year, but at the same time, it, it's a little different just because, you know, this year, granted, it's because of the, the tight salary cap. Uh, last year, you know, if they didn't succeed, they didn't win a cup. I believe that, you know, if maybe they didn't win the cup, we still would have maybe had uh, somewhat of a change to this roster, but really the next person, uh, or player actually that I, I think, uh, really needs to step up this year is Jan Ruda. Now 33 games played last year, really struggled with the injury bug. Uh, didn't see really much of him in the playoffs either. Uh, and he just got a new contract as well from this team. So really, um, you know, this is going to be a very important year for Jan. I, I really think, uh, coming over from Chicago in a trade, uh, you know, now he's going into his third season with the Lightning, only 47 games played, uh, just really struggling to to stay healthy. And, and 
especially in this shortened season with the injury bug uh, for the past year has been swirling around the Lightning. What, of course, you know, most notably Steven Stamkos really just failing to be to be really healthy and uh, being able to play an 82 game season. Uh, and Yanu Ruda really needs to step up. Um, I don't know whether it's maybe he has to change his his off his off season workout plan. You know, obviously it's a little too late for that. Season starts next week. Uh, maybe it's something that he was been doing uh, between games. I am, you know, just to be clear, I'm not criticizing what he's doing his work ethic at all. You know, sometimes these players they 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 stick with the same routines that got them to the NHL, and sometimes you know, obviously you you know. You got to remember, you're you're coming into the league, uh, you know, a little lo- younger than you are, and you know he he was 27 when he made it to the NHL, so to really, you know, now he's going into his his 30 30 year old year where you know his body's obviously changed, he, you know he's pr- probably not recovering as 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 often as you probably would have liked him to, and so really, uh, you know, and the more important for this is because he's a f- he's going to be on that first line pairing with Victor Hedman, okay. So really, for for him to stay healthy is going to be super crucial, especially in this sprint of a season. Because if the Lightning don't get off to a good start, uh, it's not going to be a good storyline. We're not going to be having a good time here on the podcast. Um, it's going to be, you know, I, I some people have have said to me, some fans said, you know, you're super critical of the Lightning. Well, I have to be, you know, because I I feel like, you know, I I you know, I just feel like this team, you know. There, there's so much. The high expectations are so high as to what you know what they could be. Yes, they won the cup, but you know that doesn't mean they could sit back and and kind of you know relax. Now they still have to to, to go out there and play the games, and I fully believe that this team could take the, the division. So you know now that they're in a position uh, to do that, I think now guys, especially with the absence of Nikita Kucherov, guys really need to step up. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how Jan really comes back and maybe have some sort of a uh, a revitalization to his his career. All right, so moving on, uh, player that I really want to see um, really step his game up this season, uh, kind of been faltering over the past couple of years, and that is, and I think some of you, if you've been listening to the last couple episodes, know where I'm going with this. And that is Tyler Johnson. Now, Tyler Johnson, of course, is kind of on the chopping block right now uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I say kind of is because, of course, if you've been following the Lightning news all offseason, you know that the Lightning have been trying to shed some cap. Now, most likely that's going to be the same storyline next offseason. But now all the Lightning could do is really take advantage of this player who is very talented. I still think Tyler Johnson's got a, a lot left in the tank. But he, another one, um, not so much dealing with injury, but ever since you know that monster playoff year in which he he really, it, it looked like his game was about to take another step in the right direction, um, and then you know you kind of saw the numbers starting to jump up, you know after the 2015-16 season, uh, 19 goals, uh, 20. Uh, 45 points, 21 goals, 50 points, 29 goals, uh, 47 points. Uh, And then you kind of saw a big drop off during the regular season as well as into the playoffs. I mean, I I don't know how many times I have to say it. Uh, Tyler Johnson, as good as it was to see this team for as talented as they are to to win the cup, uh, 
um, Tyler Johnson was a non-factor. There was games where um, we probably didn't hear number nine's name called all game. Uh, maybe here and there, you know, usually it was the announcers uh, really asking, where is Tyler Johnson? Um, so, you know, that's the thing. I think that if he really wants to make a case to where the Lightning can't trade him, then go out there and play your ass off. I, I mean, that's the only solution. I know Tyler Johnson doesn't want to leave Tampa. I know the, at the end of the day, if money wasn't an object, this team wouldn't trade Tyler Johnson or try to get try to get rid of him. Um, but listen, if, if Tyler Johnson wants to stay in Tampa, then then play at a level to where they can't trade you, where they they're gonna catch more heat for trading him than than they would have if they didn't. So really, you know, at the end of the day, um, and that could only benefit both sides. I, I really think that Tyler Johnson goes out there, plays fifty six games uh, and and scores, let's say, I guess a good number in a fifty six game season for goals for Tyler Johnson would probably be. I think in the 1920 goal range, if he goes out there, scores 20 goals, and has 40 points, uh, I think that's a great comeback year for him. I think that you know a lot of people on the Lightning in the organization as well as around the NHL could be like, "Oh wow, Tyler Johnson's back!" You know, he's he's about to turn 30 years old. Well, he just did actually back in July. So you know, now is kind of the the point the point in his career where you know you need to start proving people wrong um because right now the numbers don't lie and unfortunately um you know it's not looking good right now for Tyler Johnson I feel like if he doesn't play well this season um it's going to be a situation in the offseason where the lightning are gonna are it, it's not gonna be a good situation I think where at the end of the day either uh Tyler Johnson possibly gets traded to a good team you know at the end of the day, you know, if Tyler Johnson gets traded, he's not going to a bad team. I think a team that is maybe on the fence of getting into the playoffs or maybe taking that next step, and Tyler Johnson has maybe an average year or a very good year, uh, I think that they look at Tyler Johnson as maybe that guy to really push them over the hump. Um, then, you know, at the end of the day, you're not you're leaving one good situation for another. Uh, you got your ring here in Tampa, so now you could go somewhere, uh, maybe have a larger role because at the end of the day, I mean, Tyler Johnson's going to be on the third line. So really, um, I think, you know, if he really wants to stay here, then go out there and blow the doors off the opponents, off the opposing go uh, goalie. But really, um, I, I think that really him having a good year is only going to benefit both sides in the long run. And last but not least, uh, my last player to talk about for this segment today is the who, you know, I have the highest expectations for on this team. You know, you have the Mikhail Sergachevs, you have the Anthony Sorellis, you have the Victor Hedmans, Steven Stamkos. Uh, you know, I've spoken about it in length about what do I expect of, of him this year, especially with the, the, the injury to Kucherov, going to keep him out for probably the rest of the season and most likely the playoffs. Um, but then again, I, I, I spoke about it on the last episode how, you know, usually with these timetables for players, uh, really in the Kirby Doc scenario, um, you know, they, I, I stayed on the past episode four to four to f six months for Kirby Doc. Uh, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he's back uh, maybe sooner. But with, with hip surgery, it's a little different. 
Um, you know, we saw it with Brandon Point. He was able to come back, but at the same time, as to the extent of Nikita Kucherov's hip injury, uh, maybe we'll see a little bit longer of a timetable, maybe just so he could get stronger. And, you know, because we saw it with Braden Point, it was different. But anyway, the number one player on this team that I have the highest expectations for and predictions for is Braden Point. Uh, I don't think, I, I think, you know, that was kind of maybe the the, the player that a lot of Lightning players, uh, fans, have the highest expectations for in this play uh, in this upcoming season, especially after what he did in the playoffs uh, during this past season. Sixty six games played, twenty five goals, thirty nine assists, sixty four points total. Uh, the one thing that's surprising about all of that is that, and I think a lot of Lightning fans could agree with me, is that really when it comes down to it, it this wasn't the the Braden point we saw in the playoffs wasn't the Braden point we saw all uh, season long. And that was because of just physical limitations holding him back because of, of things that he wasn't able to do during the offseason due to that double hip surgery. So really, at the end of the day, I think that um, we could see possibly those same numbers just because I think that coming into this season, especially with the, the scoring responsibility, definitely going to be laid at his feet along with Steven Stamkos. Um, well, the bulk of the scoring responsibility. Uh, I, I think he's going to come into the season even stronger, uh, even more confident after what happened in the playoffs and just on that Stanley Cup high. Uh, I really think that he could possibly put up those numbers once again, even in a shorter season. Uh, I see no reason as to why he can't, especially if he's if he's 10 times stronger coming into this season. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm thinking maybe a little bit dialed down. I'm not thinking 25 uh, and 64 on the dot, but I'm thinking maybe in the in the 21, 23 range. Uh, possibly maybe making some noise to, to maybe in for the uh, Richard Trophy uh, conversation. Now, I spoke before, yeah, um, Steven Stamkos is in that conversation as well, but... I mean, I don't see a reason as to why Braden Point can't be in that conversation as well. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we'll, as we get closer to the opening night uh, for next week, we'll also discuss more about that stuff. And we're going to have some guests on the show uh, later on the week, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, so before, you know, maybe we close out the show, let's talk about one of our other sponsors today, and that's rockauto.com. Now, if you're a frequent listener of the show, you, you're very familiar with rockauto.com. And if you're not, guess what? RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto park customers online for the last 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for the professionals and the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, just want to end the show by, you know, thanking everybody once again, as always, uh, for listening in. Uh, just remember to like and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, like I said on yesterday's show, if you didn't get a chance to listen uh, to that, go ahead back and listen, but... Uh, just as a refresher, we are back to the normal five-day schedule 
uh, as you were all accustomed to during the regular season as well as the playoffs. So, uh, you know, glad to be back on that schedule. Um, you know, to be honest, I didn't really enjoy doing the three three shows a week kind of thing. I feel like, you know, it, it's kind of hard for everybody involved, not only for us on this side of things, but for you guys to, to really only do three shows a week. Uh, but now that we have more hockey news and the season's right around the corner, uh, super excited to get back into the groove of things of doing five days a week. So once again, like and subscribe to this podcast. Turn on those notifications if you if you listen to it on an app. So as soon as a new episode drops, you're well aware of it. So uh, that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Banker. Talk to you in the next